Good morning, folks. Welcome to the show. Today is today is Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. Welcome to episode number 391 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Brief. And I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Ozier. And over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Jamie Fleck, Jenny Housley, not only IT, the folks on LinkedIn, the folks on YouTube, Simply Cyber squad members and the entire Simply Cyber community will be tearing apart the top cyber news stories of the day. And I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner, or if you're looking to break in the industry, we got you covered. There's going to be something of value for everybody, right? Practitioners, you'll be able to use this information today to tactically reduce risk for your organization and end users. What's up, John Bruno? Folks looking to break in the industry, you're gonna get value because I'm gonna be using terminology. I'm gonna be talking about current events. You will be asked at any job interview for a cyber job. How do you stay current? This is the answer. Not only will you be asked, but like guys, if you have a story in chat of crushing a job interview question or blowing the hair back of an interviewer because of the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing, share it in chat. I'm not even being hyperbolic. I see and hear it. Not all the time, but at least a couple times a week, I hear stories of people just dominating in interviews. So that's what we're doing here. It's gonna be all about good times, settle in. Before we get into the hot news and my cool takes on it, <laughs> or the cool news and my hot takes, depending on how you wanna look at it, let me give some shout out and love to the stream sponsors, my good friends, Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks and recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues um, for businesses and send dedicated hardworking business owners into turmoil. I'm talking, get the bottle of pink stuff, Costco size brand uh, or Costco size pink stuff bottle um, because you're gonna have an upset tummy, irritable bowel if you're, <laughs> if you're suffering from a ransomware incident, believe that. Thank you, Kimberly, it's good to see you. So go check them out at barricadecyber.com. Links in the description below. Barricade Cyber knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. As simple as that. Now, what's up, Panopsi? How you doing? How you doing? All right, Panopsi, let's rock and roll. Guys, check out panopsi.com. My buddy, Brandon Poole, owns this company. They deliver great information security services, a lot of GRC services if you're looking to augment your staff or get some guidance, get some support with GRC, they can do a quantified risk assessment for you, which is a one-time service. They come in, they look at your people, process technology, threat landscape, they give you a fact-based, statistically sound report on how likely you are to get punched in the mouth. If you could look in the future, and I was like, listen, bro, you've got a 100% chance of getting punched in the mouth when you get off work today, unless you do these three things. Wouldn't you be like, Mm, that's a really compelling offer. I don't like being punched in the mouth. What is? What are these three things, right? Like, that's what a quantified risk assessment can do for you. So don't get punched in the mouth. Can look at panopsi.com. And by the way, the punch in the mouth is proverbial. Threat actors don't punch you in the mouth. There's no money in it. Um, all right, thank you, stream sponsors. It is Tidbits Tuesday, so stay tuned for the mid-roll where I reveal something I don't know about me. I haven't figured it out yet. I always get uh, flummoxed when I'm uh, sipping my coffee trying to figure it out. But we'll, we'll get there together, team. Each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Brief podcast, just like this one, is worth half a CPE. So stay 
Say what's up in chat, hashtag team live. If you're here, Groovasex here, so hashtag team live, hashtag uh, team replay if you're on replay. I wanna say special shout out really quickly. Excuse me, um, everybody. This is a special message just for Misty Eyed. Misty Eyed and team replay has been asking for closed captions for weeks, if not months. Um, I am running this stream, like this June 20th stream right now on normal latency, which has allowed me to turn on closed captioning. Misty, I do check it out, do whatever. Um, we'll, we'll work through this. I don't know if it does closed captioning in the, at a live stream or if it just puts it into the uh, team replay faster. All right, we'll get that sorted out. It's all about inclusion here. Tom Bishop with 11 months, two countries. Going strong, my man. Can't wait to see the one year anniversary, Tom. Great to have you over in Italy, my man. All right. Now, um, if you're team replay, hashtag team replay in the comments. Team replay are people too. What's up, Boston Rob? Good to see you. Um, okay, cool. All right. So you are getting captions. All right. Very good. Very good, Stephanie Lukowski. That means it's working. All right. Well, hey, Misty Eyed asked for it. I, I told Misty Eyed I would work on it. Let me know if it's a distraction. I think you can turn it off, turn it on. I do like to be inclusive. Um, that's a big thing for me. It's not just window dressing on a corporate vision statement. <laughs> it's really what I'm all about. Okay, so um, where were we? Uh, oh, hashtag first timer. If you're a first timer here, that Chiron is new. So welcome to the Chiron. The Simply Cyber community is all about good times. If, you're, if this is your first time seeing the Daily Cyber Threat Brief podcast, type in chat, hashtag first timer. We do welcome... We do enjoy welcoming our new uh, new folks in chat. And then finally, hashtag passive observer. If you are a regular here and you're just shy, introverted, you know professional networking something you should be doing, but you haven't done it, tomorrow, I'll, I'll start tomorrow, I'll start later today. Next week's looking good. Oh, I've got too much work to do. Whatever your excuse is, push it to the side and say hashtag passive observer in chat. Take your first step into professional networking. Believe me, Professional networking is so freaking valuable that it cannot be overstated. I say it every single day on stream because I feel that strongly about it. It is, It has served me personally over the years. I have had many opportunities presented to me because of professional networking. I'm going to be hanging out with James McQuiggan in Vegas because of professional networking. I'm going to be thrown a Simply Cyber meetup in Vegas because of professional networking. Say what's up. Hashtag passive observing, Corey Cooper. Folks, let's welcome Corey Cooper to the stream. Hey, Corey, good to see you. Hey, Ajani Tao, good to see you. All right, guys. Um, we got a great show for you. Obviously, Tidbits Tuesday, we got the hot news. The Chiron's going across the bottom. We got the count uh, up at the top, uh, up there, in the top right of the stream. That's the number of people in stream, 195. We should. We should get to 250 or so. Uh, Josh Henry's up in this house. But right now, I need you to sit back, relax, and let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over us all in an awesome wave. I'll see you guys at the mid-roll. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. It's Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. Reddit hit with ransom demand. Most of the coverage about Reddit of late relates to its controversial API pricing changes, but the company also needs to deal with a threat of a data leak. 
The ransomware organization ALFV posted on its leak site it will release 80 gigabytes of data exfiltrated from Reddit in an attack that dated back to February, the company previously acknowledged. The attackers demanded a $4.5 million ransom and a reversal on those recent API pricing changes. Reddit said the attackers stole employee information and internal documents with no evidence of access to personal user data. That's interesting. UK's cyber chief moves on to organize. Okay, so this is interesting. Um, uh, okay, so f- fun fact, spoiler alert, whatever you want to call it. This is the first time I've seen James McQuiggan with the super chat. I played the sounder, but James. Did we just become best friends? Yep. My man. Coffee cup cheers to James. It is my move. And I do look forward to hanging and high-fiving all up in Vegas's face in a couple months. All right, guys. So this is the first time I've seen threat actors do this. Chat, Eric Taylor, I know you're in chat. Um, and, and, and really, anyone who has a thought on this uh, topic, let me know. But typically, when a threat actor, uh, ransomware threat actor group, gets data, they typically move quickly because, like, dude, if I steal your data, right, if I rob... Lisa LaFleur's um, flower shop, okay? Lisa, you got a flower shop now and I'm ransomwareing you. Like, I'm not gonna be like sitting on Lisa's data. I can't buy a new Bentley with Lisa's data. What I can do is buy a Bentley with Lisa's money that she pays me for her data. You, you follow me? The, 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 the transaction, the crime isn't done. We're not through yet until I get paid as a criminal. So, you don't typically see threat actors sitting on data. Now, sometimes they have to like filter through the data and figure out who they got and if there's value and all that stuff. Um, and we're seeing with, um, Jesus, uh, Klopp ransomware after the Move It uh, attack that's hot right now, that they got so many victims that they, they're asking their victims to come forward and identify their data like a lost and found at Target um, because they don't even know who they got. But typically you don't see this now. What is very interesting here is uh, Alf V, Black Cat Alf V, is a really uh, top tier, tier one ransomware threat actor group, okay? So that's very cool. I mean, excuse me, it's not very cool, but like it, it begs your attention, okay? It warrants the respect of a tier one threat actor, okay? So we got to think about that. Secondly, Reddit just went through this like nasty community revolution because they were going to increase prices on api and like reddit is a user content generated platform reddit doesn't make anything reddit provides a platform and users who don't get paid by reddit create content to drive people to reddit it's actually a freaking brilliant business model also there's a really great documentary on the guy who created reddit and a sad story about him uh, on YouTube. I recommend you check it out if you're interested in digging a little deeper into the community. Okay, so Reddit gets hit. Reddit is being charged. Now, Alfie has had this data for a while. They contacted them in April and said, pay this ransom. And Reddit was like, no, like sit on a sit on a stick and spin around. And, and Alfie was probably like, oh, okay, so Reddit's going to recover, whatever. Now, because Reddit is in the news and because people are uber pissed about Reddit's um, greedy capitalism approach to a user-generated content, like free internet uh, website like Reddit is, uh, people are pushing back. And Alfie is capitalizing on this by becoming like Robin Hood, right? The people's champion, 
right? Is, is the People's Champion The Rock or is that John Cena? I, I didn't really follow WWF or WWE. I got out. I got out at WWF when it was called WWF, like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Ultimate Warrior, uh, Demolition. That's that's my era of WWF. But anyways, Alfie is trying to like be Robin Hood and and be the champion to to roll back the API pricing, which I find a little sickening because there's going to be people who giddy up on this and get on board and say like, yeah, pay the ransom, lower the prices, which they already want in the first place. So at the end of the day, this is your garden variety ransomware attack. However, there are two new interesting developments with this one. One that Alfie sat on the data. Chances are they sat on it, tried to ransom. Reddit told them to sit on a stick and they're like, all right, just throw it in the, just throw the Reddit data in the corner and we'll like, like, we'll come back to it. And then when the API pricing hike happened, they basically said, okay, go grab that Reddit data and see if we can um, sell it again. And then two, the rollback pricing, this Robin Hood mantra, you typically don't see threat actors do that. Uh, typically, they say um, threat actors, will, will, their leverage typically is that do right by your customers. Don't let us release your customers' data um, to put that pressure and leverage on the business. But it's very rare that they try to get the, the community to champion their criminal causes, okay? All right, let's keep going. Crime. The head of the UK's National Cyber Force, or NCF, James Babbage, will leave the organization after over three decades to head up the National Crime Agency's Directorate for Economic and Organized Crime Threats. The NCA's current interim head of the directorate, Rob Jones, will become the NCA's Director General of Operations. This leaves the NCF in a bit of a flux, with a search for Babbage's successor underway. The organization remains understaffed due to a skill shortage in the British military and intelligence communities, with its permanent base in the UK still under construction. Finance. All right. Um, so this is an international show. Um, I mean, this, uh, with all due respect to my UK brethren, um, this doesn't really affect me or delivering services to private businesses, information security services to private businesses. Basically, it says chief hacker, but basically from what I can gather from the story, again, I do not see, hear, read, research any of these stores prior to going live. So you're getting my real in the moment response. Um, it says chief hacker because this guy was in charge of the team that was the tip of the spear for cyber operations in the UK. So think of the NSA in the United States, their TAO group, Tactical Access Operations Group, they are the cyber operators, they are the hackers, they are the tip of the spear cyber weapon in the United States arsenal. So whoever leads their team would be the chief hacker as well. It doesn't mean that he like is like the most elite pen tester or something like that. It's just, that's what he rolls. Okay, and then he's gonna take over the National Crime Agency's Economic and Organized Crime Directorate. So this is actually really interesting. Like I stand corrected, this is interesting to me. This is not specifically cyber based. He's taking over the Crime and Economic Directorate. However, what this does indicate to me is that the UK is recognizing that Ransomware threat actor groups and cyber criminal syndicates um, are basically the new mafia, okay? They are organized crime. They're organized. We saw Conti went, during the Conti leaks. Go check if you want to go deeper. Um, jot a note right down now, and you can check it out after the stream. Look up Conti 
leaks uh check or mods can you drop this in chat please conti leaks brian krebs he did a fantastic five-part blog series on the conti leaks and uh it really shows you how sophisticated and organized these criminal threat actor groups are i mean dude they have like departments they have management they have kpi meetings they have hr it's legit um so the fact that he's taken over tells me it signals to me that the uk has identified that cybercrime is like the most pervasive organized crime and threat to their you know society or way of life so good on good on the uk um you know i don't see uh in the united states that the, the the parallel in the united states would be um like the head of the nsa taking over like i think the fbi's like organized crime task unit which probably wouldn't make sense there's a lot of like uh internal agency internal agency sharing type things but not necessarily taking over uh so anyways good on the uk uh have a pint for that right <laughs> i don't even know if that's what people in the uk would say i need jj davy on here stat like like tip a tip a pint toss a coin to your witcher i don't know what do you say in the uk what would be what would be a good like good on you i guess that's australian what would you say to this guy for like good work like pip pip and all that like, what do you say? I don't, I don't know. Also, hilarious the amount of, like, uh, pro wrestling talk in chat. <laughs> it's funny. Reaches deal with the SEC. Earlier this month, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission sued the crypto exchange giant for a host of charges, ranging from things like inflating its trading volume to failing to properly restrict U.S. investors' accounts. Now, according to a court filing seen by the New York Times, the SEC reached an agreement to allow Binance to continue operations during the course of the court proceedings. In the agreement, Binance agreed to move all U.S. customer assets to stateside holdings and cannot provide access to these assets to its international operations. This agreement does nothing to resolve the overall lawsuit. A new tool. All right. So we'll see how this goes. This guy, uh, CZ. Okay. So again, hold on. Where's my FinFrock action? I'm a crypto evangelist. I love it. Love it. Love it. All right, and remind me at Jawjack, and if you guys want uh, about a FinFrock update, ba basically the TLDR is he's doing an OSINT training at Simply CyberCon. Okay, all right, so check it out. Um, if you guys remember during like the entire train wreck that was uh, FTX's implosion, Sam Bankman-Fried, his 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 girlfriend, whatever her name was, and you know like Alameda Research, like that ho whole like debacle. By the way, I'm, I'm closely following that court case. Like, I hope that guy goes to jail for, like, ever. But Binance is the other currency crypto exchange that is, like, on FTX's level. And CZ, if you really want to get into the weeds, it, it almost reads like a crypto bro soap opera. CZ is the one who, like, basically lit the fire that toppled FTX finally um, because he, he sold off all of uh, Binance's holdings of the FTX crap coin that they had there. But anyways, I'm getting way off cyber. Binance is this uh, firm and the, a lot of people have concerns. This dude CZ has gone on, uh, you know, Bloomberg and stuff and been, like, and been like, listen, we're totally legit. Don't worry about us. And they're like, well, can you get independently audited? He's like, uh, no, auditors wouldn't get it. And they're like, well, Coinbase is audited. And he's like, next question. So there's something kind of sketch about this dude uh, and about Binance and the SEC is looking into it. They're freezing, they're avoiding freezing assets. He said that it's entirely unwanted. Guys, at the end of the day, financial institutions, 
like anyone can hold your money, right? You could go to like, you know, Amherst Credit Union Bank or the Northampton Co-op, or you could go to Bank of America, right? They're all doing the same thing with a little bit of difference on interest rates and crap like that. So what is it that drives financial institution customers' decision-making? It's trust. It's reliability that if I give you my money, it's going to be there when I want it, right? So if you shock Binance uh, by saying like, oh, we're investigating you and you're a fraud and all this, people are going to be pulling out their money. Like I saw like hundreds of millions of dollars got pulled out of Binance's platform because people are making a run on it because they don't want to be left holding the bag of crap. They want a bag of money, right? So if you're the first one to get in, they have to give you the money and then eventually they'll, they'll freeze the assets and all that crap. So anyways, um, Binance reached a deal with the SEC. This is what you need to know. SEC is going to continue to investigate Binance. So this isn't a good look for them. Um, I have zero idea what's going to happen with this one. But if, I, if, 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 if someone were to ask me what's my tinfoil hat speculation that based on nothing and with um, the thoughts and reflections are of my own and not of the Simply Cyber community and all other liability statements, this is a completely hot take shooting from the hip. I'm riding low on a train bound for glory. I think that this is an opportunity for CZ to move his money out and get it sorted out. So when, it, when the SEC discovers whatever irregularities they might discover, um, Binance, like the collapse of Binance, won't affect CZ. Now, that is, who knows? Maybe this dude is righteous and really wants to change the world and have crypto everything, maybe. But, um, you know, there's just, there's a couple like, you know in the cartoons when there's like a fish and like there's like the stink lines coming off the fish or like someone rips butt and there's like stink lines coming off their butt in cartoons or whatever, comic books. Like Binance's business operations have fish stink lines on them. Like there's just been some things with it. So um, again, I've got no money in Binance. I have no relationship with Binance. They're not, I'm not affiliated with Binance, but I am sitting in the front row eating popcorn, sitting next to Michael Jackson, waiting to see how this story unfolds. Kit Target's Mac OS. Researchers at Bitdefenders published a preliminary report detailing a new sophisticated toolkit designed to target Mac OS. The earliest samples in VirusTotal show use of this toolkit dates back to April 18th. This comes as part of the multi-platform supported Joker Spy payloads, which look for macOS and seek to establish a connection to a C2 server. It combines this with a potent backdoor meant to gather systems metadata and exfiltrate batched encoded data. It combines this with a third component written in Swift that supports Macs using x86 or ARM architectures that checks for permissions, seemingly as a precursor to a spyware stage, although researchers <laughs> haven't seen evidence of that directly. It's unclear what party originated the toolkit, but the researchers say its sophistication and potential spyware usage could indicate a state-sponsored actor. All right, really quick, J.J. Davey, uh, we rubbed the magic lamp and J.J. JJ Davey has come out of the, uh, out of the lamp. Uh, J.J., um, I know we're on a little bit of a delay. Uh, two things, we, we, we were covering this story about UK's chief hacker, this dude right here. He got promoted from like, whatever the uh, tip of the spear cyber operations are for the UK to um, director of the organized crime and economic directorate, which basically means, in my opinion, that the UK is taking cyber crime to the next level of seriousness. However, what I wanted to ask you, my, my um, English friend, is like, what, do, what is the proper 
salutation to congratulate this guy, like in British talk? Like, is it pip pip and all that? Is it like tip a pint to you or what? Like, what, what do you say? What do you say to this guy if you saw him like or, you know, like he, he came in out of that meeting and you're like, nice job. What, like, what's the right thing to say to this guy? Is there anything? I'm curious. All right, let us know in chat, JJ, and then we're going to get into the mid-roll. We'll stay tuned for JJ's. And now a word from our sponsor, Wing Security. The first step to securing your organization's SaaS usage is knowing which SaaS applications your employees are using, third-party included. Wing offers a completely free SaaS shadow IT discovery tool. You can find it at wing.security and self-onboard. No sales in the process, no credit card needed, no time limit. It takes minutes to discover your organization's <laughs> SaaS usage. You can find that again at wing.security. All right, so JJ Davey has weighed in. Uh, we are officially accepting the response. It's jolly good job, chat, and um, good job, lad. Thank you, JJ Davey. Also, honorable mentions from people who also speak Queen's English. Good show, old boy. <laughs> jolly good show. Cheers. Brilliant. And uh, absolutely spiffing form, sir. Um, so very good. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Simply Cyber Community. It's the mid-roll. All right, guys. Thanks so much for being here. JJ Davey, thanks for dropping in and helping us with this. Um, I will go get my top hat and monocle. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll do a whole episode with a top hat and monocle. But right now, I want to say thank you to the stream sponsors, Barricade Cyber and Panopsite. Thank you all sponsors so very much. I'm actually, spoiler alert, not spoiler, but little teaser. I'm in conversations with another wicked awesome um, company in our, in our cybersecurity community who's looking to sponsor the show in a, in a very long-form commitment. And I, I don't want to spoil it or say anything because we're still talking, but... It's one of my favorite companies. I'll just leave it at that. Um, so thank you, uh, sponsors. Thank you, uh, people in the Simply Cyber community. Whether you're a squad member or you're just uh, part of the Simply Cyber community, whether you're on LinkedIn or YouTube, thank you all so much for being here. Very, very much appreciated. If you'd like to help the channel out by hitting the like button right now, it really does make an impact. Why? Because search for cybersecurity content on LinkedIn on YouTube. If you hit the like button, the algorithm is going to say, hey, there's a bunch of InfoSec people. Uh, yes, I will do the raffle. There are a bunch of InfoSec people here right now who like this. Let's go ahead and um, tell other InfoSec people that they like it too, right? So hit the like button. It goes a long way. I'm going to set this uh, raffle up too. All right, we're also running a raffle. Thank you, Justified, I forgot. Do me a solid. If you want to enter a raffle to end a, uh, to win a month of Try Hack Me premium platinum package. The, Mac, the music's too loud. Okay, hold on one second. How's that? I went from 75 to 50 on the music. Let me know. Let me know if that's good. 75 to 50 on the music. 
All right. All right, so now I went from 50 down to 20. The thing is, I'm dealing with a 20-second uh, delay because of the closed captioning. So you'll have to let me know if you want me to bump it back up. All right, guys. So listen, we're going to be doing a raffle. So if you'd like to enter a raffle to win a month of Try Hack Me premium package, go ahead and type THM in chat right now. THM in chat right now will uh, will enter you into the chat, uh, into the raffle, okay? If you want to, and Kenneth Ruff knows what's up. Peter Lee knows what's up. Jamie Fleck, THM, get a month of, uh, get a month of uh, Try Hack Me. We got people wanting to bump it back up. Maybe we'll split the baby and go to 40, okay? All right, everybody's entering right now. Good work, guys. Simply Cyber Community. Um, Jenny Housley, I know you're going to get drowned out by, um, unfortunately drowned out by Try Hack Me's. Uh, there was a report earlier in stream that the Simply Cyber Community member that um, James McQuiggan had tagged did not post. Did we confirm that? Or what? Did we confirm that? Let me know in chat. Again, this is tough because of the delay. Okay, very cool. All right, so the music's at 40. We'll keep rolling that. Uh, Jenny Housley, James McQuiggan, let me know in chat if we how the Simply Cyber Community Challenge is stacking up. Let me tell you about the Simply Cyber Community Challenge really quick while we get this uh, handled. The Simply Cyber Community Challenge is a networking initiative that we started months ago, and it's gone off smashing. Absolutely brilliant. And the idea is that one person gets tagged with the baton, and they go on LinkedIn, and they post their Simply Cyber Community Challenge post. James McQuiggan, uh, okay, very cool. James McQuiggan, if you're in chat, if you want to tag somebody else, that would be cool, and we'll pass on whoever held the baton uh, yesterday. Uh, so J let me know, James McQuiggan. Let me, actually, let me just check if James is in here. James is in chat right now. He's probably um, ironing his shirt or something and listening to us on audio. If James can tag someone, here's the deal. Go on LinkedIn. If, you, if you're a member of the Simply Cyber Community and you're listening to this, go on LinkedIn and search for this hashtag, Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Why? Because if you do, you're going to find like-minded professionals who are in this community that are interested in networking, connect with them, connect with the original poster, comment on the, the actual post itself so other people see you and connect with you. What, what will happen? Believe me, after a week or so, a week or two, you're going to notice that your feed on LinkedIn is full of really rich, deliberately valuable information security posts. You're going to notice that uh, comments on your post are going to be more engaging, more interesting, more inclusive, more supportive. You're going to start professional networking. You're going to love it. And this is what we're doing um, in the community. So it looks like McQuiggan is looking for someone right now. So this is perfect. While he's doing that, I'm going to go ahead and select a winner. We have um, 106 eligible voters, 282 of you in chat right now. So if you want to get in, uh, type THM in chat. I'll give it just another uh, 30 seconds here on stream. While I'm doing that, 
Oh, there we go. John Bruno is asking if Corey Cooper wants to get the baton. Corey, it's your first time here. You want to step into the light, my friend, and take on the Simply Cyber Community Professional Networking Challenge? Let us know. Mm. All right, while that's getting all sorted out, it's Tag Tidbits Tuesday, guys. So every single day of the week has a special, you know, segment. And Tuesdays is Tidbits Tuesday, where I share a little bit about me, uh, a little background about me, or, uh, you know, something about me. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I always get kind of stymied with this thing. But um, I, I guess I will tell you... Um, my favorite pizza, okay? I don't know if this resonates, but like my favorite pizza, I can only get it at this one special place in my town, but it's called Dino Barbecue, okay? And it's got barbecue chicken, peppers, onions, jalapenos. It's got a barbecue uh, sauce instead of marinara sauce, cheese, and um, and that's it. And it is, it is, mmm. It is good. I'm just like just thinking about it is delicious. So yeah, it's a barbecue chicken, peppers, onions, jalapenos, pizza. All right, Corey, go Corey. Corey taking on the street. Uh, Corey Cooper taking it on. Corey, go on LinkedIn. Post your Simply Cyber Community Challenge and watch the network connect with you. It's going to be fantastic, guys. All right. Choco, hey, Choco Bobo, I hope you got your THM uh, yesterday. Oh, my God. Adam, leave the sour cream out of the discussion. All right. No, it's ketchup face, my friend. All right, guys. So let's do the raffle right now. Congre Good luck to everybody. I see Ms. Julian up in here. Let's roll. Winner is Ricardo Benavides. Way to go, Ricardo Benavides. Very nice. Congratulations. Congratulations, Ricardo. Ricardo, please connect with Just a Bite on Discord or in chat. Just a Bite uh, can help you get your prize. Congratulations, everybody. Tune in tomorrow for the final day of the raffle. Just a Bite, thank you for reminding me. I appreciate that. Let's get back into the news. Western Digital blocking unpatched devices. Back on May 15th, Western Digital released the latest firmware update to MyCloud OS 5 used on its MyCloud and SanDisk IBI devices. This update patched several flaws, including a high-severity one that could allow an attacker to write files to locations with certain critical file system types. Due to the sensitive nature of the patches, Western Digital said devices without this new firmware will no longer be able to connect to its cloud services as of June 15th. Even if cut off from cloud access, users can still access files on these devices locally. Thank you. Thank you. Do I have a sound effect for this one? Do I have like a um, like a, a cheers or like, oh my God, or like a, a round of applause? I don't. I don't have a good sound effect for this one, guys. Like, here's the deal. I, I want more people to do this. For a, for a moment, there is a break in the clouds. A ray of sunshine is piercing through, and a vendor is deciding to take an action that will maybe irritate the consumer base, but will protect them from themselves. <gasps> Bro, so many different companies implement crap security or allow crap security to persist 
because they don't want to bother their end users. They don't want to affect their market share, right? Oh man, I'm not going to buy Western Digital anymore because they, they kept me from my stuff. Here's the deal, okay? Western Digital, they make a bunch of different technologies. They have these external hard drives, which are called, um, oh my God, what's the Western Digital one called? It's like called, um, oh my God, it's cloud something. Hold on, I, I'm sorry uh, for forcing you guys to. Um, it's called Cloud Expert, no, damn. I guess it's called, oh, my cloud. That's it, right? Western Digital, my cloud, cloud extra. Anyways, the idea is that it's basically a network attached storage device, right? You have a external hard drive on your network and you can access it from anywhere. The power of the internet, as far as the eye can see, you'll be able to access your data. The problem is everybody else can access your data. We've seen this a million times with like QNAP devices, Zixel devices. Western Digital doesn't like to go across the train tracks and slum it with Zixel and QNAP, but it has because of its cloud storage issues in the past. Finally, somebody in charge over at Western Digital is like, guys, can we stop getting drugged through the mud and looking like a half butt? And I wish I could swear, but the, um, the, the Simply Cyber Youth community, I, I am uh, aware of them. So um, Kennedy, Babycase. Emerson, et cetera, I, I don't swear, or I try not to. Western Digital, someone in management finally made a decision and said, hey, listen, let's take the PR hit and protect them from themselves. Because you know what? Losing this much right now is way better than a massive ransomware attack or what happened with QNAP where there's like a POC exploit off GitHub that anyone can pull down, scan on Shodan, and start dumping people's QNAPs, right? Which would be like this level problem, right? I'm measuring some fictitious length of problem. So this is the problem, and this is the one that they're introducing with this. This is a classic example of, get ready for it, GRC in action. What do you mean, GRC? Stay with me. In the world of the NIST cybersecurity framework, which I am all about, can I get an iHeart NIST uh, emote? That's why it's there. In the world of uh, cybersecurity framework, there's basically two worlds. There's before bad stuff happens, left of boom, and there's after bad stuff happens, right of boom. Left of boom, you have all the time in the world to get all your ducks in a row, identify all your assets, protect all your assets, configure all your assets, secure all your assets, all the things. Right of boom, you just got punched in the mouth and now what are you gonna do about it? This decision by Western Digital, to me, is like the next evolution of GRC. Because guys, you don't just like take a pass. Like the NIST cybersecurity framework is cyclical. It's not a linear one road. You don't just like go through identify and then you're done with that. No, assets get added to the network, assets come off the network, Carl drops up. An IoT camera on your network, some goober installs remote access software because they want to be a good doobie and like hit their Q4 metrics. Whatever it is, it's a living, breathing organism. That's why we have jobs, guys. If it was just to set it and forget it, ChatGPT would take our job. That's not what's going on. It's very much a living, breathing entity that requires us to constantly monitor and adjust. Western Digital identified that the level of risk from these unpatched devices has escalated to a level that is unacceptable from their business perspective, right? Reputational harm. Do we want all our customers, despite themselves, to get popped and then turn around and we get bad pub? 
No. Well, let's like let's not force them to buy new products. Let's not do what Barracuda did and tell them to shut off their devices and replace their assets. That's a bad look. So Western Digital is like, well, let's just cut them off from the internet. They can still use network attached storage device. It'd just be on their local network, not on the cloud. And then everybody wins. And they probably, by the way, hold on. They probably actually took a step further and actually analyzed how much traffic was going into the cloud instance versus looking online locally. Because just because you have the functionality to access your network attached storage device through the cloud, doesn't mean that you are. They probably did a, um, they probably took a calculated risk and said, listen, um, of the thousands of people that own this device, 4% are using the cloud functionality. Let's shut it down and let's just kind of mollify the 4% who are going to get uber pissed. Like, let's send them an upgraded device or let's send them a sorry letter or whatever. There's a way to manage the spin, my friends. But guess what? At the end of the day, Western Digital, high five. I love what you're doing, Western Digital. Give me some more of that. Mystic Stealer malware on the rise. Two security firms released reports on this ascendant info-stealing malware, with Zscaler and Cypherma both issuing warnings. Researchers found advertisements for Mystic Stealer on forums going back to at least April. This operates on a subscription model available for $150 a month and able to target dozens of browsers, extensions, crypto apps, password managers, and messaging apps. The malware appears under rapid development with its operators taking feedback from established customers on its Telegram channel. Right now, it targets all versions of Windows, excluding machines in the Commonwealth of Independent States, and recently added the capability to download additional payloads from C2 servers. All right, two things. One, I'm not getting out of bed for this infographic. This is Microsoft PowerPoint smart art. Try harder, okay? Second of all, um, I just noticed because of the um, the British speak and the J.J. Davey, I skipped over that Mac story, so I'll, I'll go back to that later. All right, so Mystic Stealer, it is a subscription-based malware. Um, subscription-based malware is not new. Um, this is kind of like the ecosystem, um, you know, regular software is subscription-based. Subscriptions are hot right now, right? Like, get your Will Ferrell um, Zoolander. <laughs> get your Will Ferrell Zoolander graphic up. Subscription-based access is so hot right now. Uh, Mystic Stealer is just another one. I think the interesting thing to share with this is that it's 150 a month, which obviously means if you're going to pay 150 then you're going to want to make more than 150 in illicit, uh, ill-gotten gains. In the grand scheme of things, guys, I hate to sound... I hate to sound um, like out of touch, but like $150 a month for a vetted platform that is like turnkey, that's actually really, really affordable, um, which is scary, right? Because they're making a, you know, a capable, function-rich malware affordable, right? So watch out for this. Um, the other thing that is concerning, but not concerning at the same time, which I know is conflicting, is that the malware Mystic Stealer is actually, um, it, 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 you can see here, I made fun of this graphic, but it, it is <laughs> worth pointing out. You could see it launched in April 20, April, late April, 2023. By May 20th, less than one month later, they'd already released two updated versions. So the team behind this, right guys, just put, put it aside for a fact, put aside the fact that it's malware, put aside that they're committing crime. Just look at it from a business perspective, okay? Great cash, homie.
this software company is making a product that is obviously gaining traction. People are talking about it. They're getting paid. And instead of sitting on their laurels, they are quickly iterating agile development. They're probably running two-week sprint cycles. And they're asking their community of users via Telegram, what functionality do you want? What don't you like about it? I'm telling you right now, as gross as it is, this is a solid business practice. Can you imagine if there was some app that you enjoyed and like you just asked for new features, functionality, and then the developers implemented it in less than a month? I mean, bro, you're going to tell your friends about it. So this thing has got a positive uh, viral spiral, spiral going up. Look out for it. From a defender's perspective, um, I would say you'd have to look at the IOCs. It looks like it attacks web browsers, so I'm thinking this is much more... Um, this is much more about uh, like um, uh, watering hole attacks where you go to a website that identifies uh, that you're running a vulnerable version of a browser. Um, I'm guessing it, it doesn't really say in the story, so I'm not really sure. Um, it's got C2 capabilities now. Sure, why not? Um, yeah. Whatever, I guess this is one of those ones where you just want to make sure that your, um, oh, it has MFA compromising capabilities or, or circumvent capabilities. I, I guess the thing with this one is Mystic Steelers on the rise. You just want to make sure that you're um, aware of what the IOCs are. This is one of those ones, classic ones, where you need to have like a multi-pronged approach. Educate your end users. I'm looking at you, Carl. Oh! Educate your end users not to go to stupid sites or download stupid things or uh, click on stupid fishes. And I'm not saying that end users are dumb, okay? I'm just saying, yes, some fishers are really well-crafted and anybody, even InfoSec professionals can fall for them. But then there's a ton of them that are not very good. Just tell them, you know, hey, be mindful. There's an uptick in activity. Secondly, you should make sure that your EDR solutions are, cat are, are detecting or identifying Mystic Stealer behavior. Uh, it does have C2 functionality, which means that it's connecting um, to C2 servers across your network. So you will see that in your SIM, in your network logs. Be mindful of that. If you really want to go ham, if you're, and don't do this if you don't know what you're doing, okay? So as a full disclaimer, do not do what I'm about to tell you if you don't know what you're doing. You can go to like Malware Bazaar or VX Underground and download a version of this malware. I would be stunned if there wasn't already samples available on these um, malware repos. Drop it in a sandbox on a, uh, a gold load of your, uh, your company's gold load images with your EDR solution on it and see if it fires. I don't know if Mystic Sealer has any anti-analysis capabilities. Probably not. Uh, at this time because they're just adding c2 right now so it's unlikely they have anti-analysis capabilities but what i would say is um you know this is something to keep an eye on Fayetteville hit with cyber attack it seems municipal and regional government systems remain ripe targets for threat actors after we saw a cyber attack against dallas impact public safety services the city of fayetteville arkansas is dealing with a suspected cyber incident taking many city services offline City officials proactively took email, online payments, inspection scheduling, and network applications offline to prevent any further compromise. Safety services remain operational, although non-emergency police phone lines are down. The city expects its systems to remain offline for at least a few days. Okay. 
so another city goes down. Um, beast, hey, um, okay, so this isn't new, guys. Okay, I feel like I feel like I should just record a video of me generically talking about municipality ransomware. Here's what you need to do. And when this story comes on, which inevitably, be, you know, it'll be like San Diego, California next week, and it'll be, you know, Saskatoon or you know you know, like Regina, Saskatchewan um, next week, or, you know, Yellowknife, Manitoba. Like, and I don't know why I'm leaning into Canada right now, um, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Sioux City, Iowa. Like, it's the same It's the same thing, man. Municipalities are grossly underfunded. They're sitting targets. Ransomware threat actors know that. Almost entirely, the 911 operations don't go down because they're on a separate um, closed-loop system oftentimes. They have backup procedures. What's going to end up happening here is people aren't going to be able to pay their bills, which you might be like, so what's the big deal? Well, here's the big deal. Two things. One, say you were about to close on a house, right? Listen, this is real. this is a real example that I know of that was impacted by somebody in... Um, Dallas. I think it was Dallas. Okay. Check this out. You're going to close on your house. You have got your stuff in storage. You've terminated your lease on your apartment, or in this case, they had terminated their lease on their apartment. They go to close on the house and the city is locked down. There's no way to properly file the paperwork. There's no way to actually commit the transaction. Right? And now what? This person, this one individual, they don't have a home to go to. Yes, it's it's in limbo. They're going to buy this house. This person knows they're going to buy the house. But the freaking transaction can happen. And lawyers get involved. And like, you know, what are you going to do? Oh, hey, just move in. Yeah, okay. The, ex the previous homeowner could do that. But now they're taking on liability because effectively they have squatters in their house. What if they back out? What if the people move in the house and they're like, oh, man, this house actually has like water damage that the home inspector didn't catch like peace deuces right or the person who's selling the house needs the money in order to put a payment down on the house they're going into right and they're not going to get that money because the transaction isn't going to happen because the buyer isn't going to give them the money until it gets filed officially in paperwork right this is an actual example of something that happened so don't think that when a municipality goes down it's just like Oh, let's turn off the streetlights and go 1950 style and just go get ice cream cones and kick it with our high waters and our greased back hair and go up and down the main street with a convertible top down. No, like operations are impacted. Possibly payroll for city workers. Now we're talking, yeah, I mean, I want to go to work. I want to do these things, but I also need to feed my kids, brah. So anyways, this isn't good. It sucks. Um, again, municipalities, they work with the states. The states are, you know, loosely aligned with the federal system. CISA tries to help, but again, at, on the front line, on the front line, as John Bruno says, on the front line, they're understaffed, they're under-resourced, they don't have the knowledge, okay? And I'm not poo-pooing on all these people, all right? There's a lot of cities, municipalities that have wonderful, well-skilled, well-meaning IT and InfoSec people, but on on average, you know, somebody with somebody like somebody with like 
15 years of experience and a master's in cybersecurity, and they're a SANS instructor, and they have every cert in the book, and they wrote a textbook on how to kill it, right? They're not going to work in a municipality because the municipality is going to pay them like 70 grand, and they can go on the open market and go get 350 grand. Like, I get the righteousness of helping the municipality, but at the end of the day, like, the incentive isn't there. So what ends up happening is you, you know, you don't get that season pro, you get someone else or you get someone who's like the IT network engineer and they're like, Hey, Hey, like Daryl, you're going to have to also be the infosec guy. And they're like, I'm wicked busy over here already with IT. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. We'll see you later. Bye. Right. So this is why municipalities are going to continue to get just hammered and not in the, you know, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, or is it Baton Rouge? Where's Mardi Gras? Is it Baton Rouge? Where's Mardi Gras? It's not the Bourbon Street throwing beads at you, hammered. It's the uh, Bohica, all right? Hey, doubles Ukraine cyber funding. Last year, the British government announced that personnel from its GCHQ intelligence agency contributed to the cyber defense of Ukraine, particularly against the Russian-backed Indestroyer 2 malware. The government has now announced a major expansion of this program with significantly more funding to provision forensic capabilities for Ukrainian cyber experts. This will see the UK and its allies providing 25 million pounds in funding. It's also expected for UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak to call on the private sector to contribute to cyber counteroffensives against Russia. All right. The hey, JJ Davy, check me out. Good, good job, lad. Good job, lad. Um. Okay, so this is a geopolitical war-related uh, update. Britain's going to double its spending for Ukraine defenses, okay? I find this interesting, and actually, you know, I don't think it's completely wholly independent that this happened around the same time. You have to imagine that if Britain's doubling their defense funding for Ukraine defense, that would irritate, that would be like kicking a Russian... Um, bee's nest. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, guys, I don't know. If, oh my God. Oh crap. I don't have a, oh, I just spilled coffee and I don't have anything to clean it up. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but like, this, I don't know why this story didn't get uh, more press, but check this out. Killnet uh, this isn't a good version of the story. Hold on one second. Oh, my God, bro. Come on. Yeah, so I'm just going to show this really quickly. All right, so this, like, Slipknot-looking video was published by Revil and Killnet recently. Okay, and, like, Killnet comes in with this Blue Man Group-looking thing. Okay, so... They are basically saying in this video that they, like Revil and Killnet are teaming up to, uh, with Anonymous Sudan to attack the European economic infrastructure. Um, and a lot of people are speculating that is SWIFT. SWIFT is the international banking. Like when banks send money to banks, they use SWIFT, okay? If you want to see how secure SWIFT is or learn more about it, uh, do check out the Bangladeshi bank heist. Darknet Diaries episode, it's excellent, and it goes into Swift and why Swift is secure. Revil and Killnet said they're going to attack it. I do want to point out that this story was from June 14th. They said it was going to happen in 48 hours. Um, that was six days ago according uh, as of recording this, so I don't know what happened. 
I don't know if it was posturing, but it does make me think that this right here and this right here are all intertangled with each other uh, in a very interesting way. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, finally, really quickly, because we're over a few minutes, apologies to NCC Group and Base Case. I did skip this uh, Mac OS story. Uh, really quick, I just want to tell you, uh, researchers found a sophisticated toolkit on Mac OS. Macs are vulnerable to malware just as like every other thing. So first of all, if you're using Mac and you think it's secure by default, it's not. Um, secondly, uh, I say this every time Mac comes up, Patrick Wardle. Patrick Wardle is the end-all be-all expert on uh, Mac operating system security. He is my favorite presenter, speaker, whatever you want to call it. I love that guy's uh, talks. He is appointment viewing if you want to go, um, like even if you don't care about Mac, the guy delivers like a killer presentation. Thirdly, uh, obviously this has been uh, uploaded to uh, like VirusTotal or, or one of those platforms. So the, yeah, you can see here it says VirusTotal. So basically this, this, um, this advanced sophisticated toolkit is now out. So, you know, uh, anti-malware vendors, EDR solution vendors, probably should be working the IOCs and the TTPs of this toolkit into their tooling solution, hopefully to protect you. So now the, the game is afoot with whoever developed this sophisticated toolkit to um, adapt it in order to circumvent EDR solutions. We'll see how that's going. TLDR, I know, listen, I'm talking, everybody knows who I'm talking to. I'm talking to the, the network. I'm talking to the IT people who like join the stream because they're responsible for InfoSec too. Listen, I know that your entire office, I'm, I'm literally speaking to like one person right now. I know your entire business is a Windows shop, but you and I both know that the CEO runs an Apple, all right? And this toolkit, it could get them. So make sure that the CEO is secure, right? Probably the CFO, um, because they just love their Apple products. You know, I don't know, but that's the deal. Be mindful of this. All right, let's keep going. Um, that's going to do it for today's show. Before you guys uh, boogie out of here, let me tell you one thing. I'm super excited, and I hope you can join me on Thursday. Who's this guy? Look at this redheaded uh, angel. John Hammond. Yes, John Hammond. Not the one from Jurassic Park. No, no, no. Information Security Zone, John Hammond is going to be coming on stream, Simply Cyber Live, on Thursday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time, so two days from now. Uh, come hang out. It'll be a fireside chat. By the way, if you guys see fireside chat, that basically means I have no agenda. Uh, I've got some things I want to talk to him about, but it's basically me having a beer with John, and um, or all of us having a beer with John, and just hanging out, shooting the breeze. I want to ask him a bunch of questions. Uh, obviously, he's just a really great person in general, uh, but he's got, he, he knows, um, yeah, I'm talking to you, BSEC. Um, so anyways, come join us. It's going to be all about good times, InfoSec, content creation. And John, guys, here, I'll tell you two things. One, if you know who John Hammond is, you know exactly what that stream is going to be like and how wonderful it's going to be. Two, if you don't recognize this guy because you're new to the industry or something, this is a dude to take note of, Okay. He's a really great person, makes a lot of contributions to the community. Great YouTube channel, great, um, just a great person. 
check them out. All right, that's going to do it for the news today. We are at 9 o'clock. Again, apologies to Base Case and NCC Group. I know that they try to hold me um, to uh, 45 minutes, but I always blast through it. Uh, I will tell you guys, as a fun fact, if the... Uh, all right, so hey, it's... Um, it's time for jaw jacking. So if you were here for the news, feel free to peel off 200. Well, 17 people just dropped. So thank you very much for coming here. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern time with the stream. But for now, let's do a couple jaw jacking minutes. I still got some coffee here. Hamming up with the Hammond. He is a ninja. That's right. Um, guys, uh, thanks. Hey, William Ayers, thank you over on LinkedIn. It's good to see you. Oh, cool. John Bruno knows Corey Cooper. Um, John's great saw him in Vegas last year. Yep. He, he was uh, uh, keynoting at Wild West Hackenfest last year. He gave a great talk. Really funny talk. Thank you, Carmen San Diego. I hope you have a great day, too. Oh, my God. Look at the way I like to see it is like I will drink a one French press with the morning stream and then my uh, my motor is running. Bring the funk. Hey, Samantha, no, 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 I wanna keep it. I, when I was playing the, like those two days that we went long on the jaw jacking sessions, I'll tell you what, um, one of the streams like got blocked worldwide. So I, <laughs> I had to like cut it and then repost it. And then another one got blocked in Russia, which is not, you know, terrible, but there might be some Russian people uh, in chat trying to, yeah, Jay Smith, we did the raffle at the mid-roll. You can come back tomorrow. We've got one more day of THM raffles uh, tomorrow. K. Scott Powell is going to assist a class about ICS this week. Super excited. Very nice. Enjoy that, K. Scott Powell. Write a blog post. Make a video. Uh, Jamie Fleck. Uh, drive up was good. So this is a little bit of like a uh, Tuesday tidbits. So, guys, it, it takes 16 hours to drive from South Carolina to Massachusetts, okay? Um, and you could do it a bunch of different ways. You could go overnight, stop in D.C. I've tried a bunch of different things. I have found that the best way to do it is to leave at 3 a.m. Because everybody, pets, spouse, kids, they go back to sleep. And they sleep until like 8. So by the time everybody gets up, you're like, you're in deep North Carolina, and uh, you're filling up for gas, right? And it's like, you're already you're already five hours into a trip and you feel like you just started because the sun's come up and everything like that. So that's how I do it. Team Cybersecurity Central in effect. Very nice. Uh, yeah, the pink robots, that blew out. Uh, Raymond Cruz knows what's up. Google Cyber Certificate. So Soulshine's asking about the Google Cyber Certificate. Guys, I have seen so much pub. Like Nicole did a video on uh, Google Cyber Cert. Zach Hill did one on Google Cyber Cert. Guys, like help me quit my job so I can, like I would do a video on Google Cyber Cert. Like I would do, I would, like here's the thing. I feel like this isn't arrogant. I just feel confident. I feel like I could do one day of just going through the training just to kind of evaluate its quality and curriculum and depth. And then the next day take the certification and I feel pretty confident that I could pass it, right? Um, and then I could tell you what's up, but I just don't have, I don't have two days, I don't have 16 hours, two, two working days to just commit to it. You know what I mean? But if I, if I worked for myself, 
I think I could talk to the boss and, and get that get that to happen. Uh, Peter Lee, hopefully the 17-hour drive is a one one-way trip and not your your morning commute. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's not your morning commute. I'm being playful. Oh, Jake Pert, very good. Jamie Flex in in the in the team, <laughs> hashtag team quit. You get the discount off Sec Plus from Google CyberCert completion. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Thank you, John Bruno. One day it'll happen. Um, Bashir, Bashir, Wu-Tang is on it. Mystery of Chess Boxing is on it right after the Outcast Raekwon track. I need a job. Anyone hiring? Done with GRC. Jose Alfredo. Nice. You got to... Start networking, that's a good way to network, but um, look, there's a nice lady in my Sec Plus study group that just took it and loved it. She said, it's great, okay. How do you drink my coffee? So I put no milk, no cream. I, I usually drink it black or like a spoonful of sugar. I actually have, here's another Tidbits Tuesday. I actually have a Wicked Week spot for Starbucks Classic Syrup. It's like basically just sugar syrup and uh, my mother-in-law knows it, and she bought like three liters of it. <laughs> so I put um, a splash of it in my first cup of coffee, and then I just sit here and drink the rest all black. Have a great day, Jessica Probes. Cyber Kill Jane. All right. Hey, Poner Joe. Can we all say hello to Poner Joe? Poner Joe, I'm not going to dox anything that you've done, but I do want to say one thing to Poner Joe. Poner Joe shared something with me, and the appropriate sound effect for Poner Joe would be. I know that's a little soft, but came in like a wrecking ball. Absolutely. What's up, Poner Joe? All right. Uh, MK studying the CYSA plus. Oh, guys, I want to remind you too. God, I forget. I forget so freaking much um, about like all the different projects I'm involved with. Here's my here's my thing. My thing is I just try to do good work and do right by people and you know things will take care of itself. I I'm not super deliberate. I forgot to tell you guys. This video this video right here is publishing tomorrow. It's the final video in my ChatGPT series. I did like 5 or 6 videos on like using ChatGPT to to like crush it for you. And uh, this one's going to tell you the final one. So with ChatGPT, we basically got you, we found you a job, we got you a job, and then the final step is getting paid more for that job. And ChatGPT is gonna help us, so uh, definitely don't sleep on that. I've got the premiere, so we can do it after the um, live stream tomorrow morning. Um, that'll be fun. It's good to see Poner Joe. Poner Joe's left coast, so it's 6 a.m. there. Uh, I know it's tough to get up early, my man, but it's good to see you. Poner Joe, like, there's a couple people in the community that, like, fell off. Not fell off. I know their team replay, but, like, they were live in chat for a while, and then they kind of uh, weren't. And Poner Joe is one of them. Poner Joe has been, been with uh, Simply Cyber for quite a while. Hashtag uh, team replay. My man. Have a good one, Lisa LaFleur. Yes. John Bruno. All right, Matthew Pelkey, be good. I'll give it a, I'll give it, 
Yeah, guys, I'm going to end the stream in uh, 9.15, so seven more minutes if anyone, if folks are interested. AMA, if you guys want to hang out, if you want to talk, anything I can bring up, uh, I'm happy to help. This is uh, just a, it's just a cool social. Ooh, taking the SSCP, Scott B. Very nice. Enjoy that. I liked the SCCP. I feel like the SCCP doesn't get enough... Um, I feel like SCCP doesn't get enough uh, credit, but I, I enjoyed it. It's very much a uh, IT-focused cybersecurity cert. All right. Oh, shed update? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no update on the shed. Um, basically, the final steps of the shed, which we're calling the buffer osier flow, presented by Red Bull. <laughs> um, the shed just needs trim, and Mrs. Osier is building built-ins. We didn't want to start the built-ins until we got back because we didn't want it to be half-finished and then leave. So um, the built-ins go in. The trim goes up, I move in, and then the show starts in the buffer osier flow. Sean Washington, I do not have an answer for that one. I would recommend asking in the Haiku Discord server. I can, I can certainly ask later, but I, I, I haven't been involved with that um, Exola to web project. Hey, Mine Runs. Very cool. Welcome to the party, Mine Runs. David Campos, I love working from home. Uh, James wants to know how to impress a worker with haiku at an interview. So James, the real trick is, if you're talking about world of haiku, um, you have to like, it, see an, an employer isn't going to care that you played eight levels of world of haiku, for example. An employer's gonna care about the functional practical skills that you have got because you played world of haiku you know what i'm saying so like you could say like you know uh command line you know terminal shell command line linux um maybe not proficiency but uh familiarity experience with uh kali linux um ability to um do you know if you're looking at pen testing stuff you can say experience using uh nmap for reconnaissance you know john for password cracking like you need to take the skills that you got and then put those in the resume. And you know what I mean? You can put it under like education or, you know, professional development section, things like that. Uh, Jose Alfredo, Patch Tuesday is a thing. Microsoft does Patch Monthly. Um, so Samantha S. I don't know if, um, I don't know if our man, who gets the sounder? I don't know if, um, Eric Taylor will be doing manual sound effects. Eric Taylor will be the host of the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Brief podcast all next week. So if you're an Eric Taylor fan, you're in for a treat. June 26th through June 30th, Eric Taylor will be the host. Also, also, uh, I want to let you guys know if you've been following the Market Your Cyber Self series, episode three. Episode three of eight is coming out, decrypting marketing for cyber entrepreneurs and beginning beginners. Virginia Case has been slaying it as a marketing executive, helping all of us level up our game. 
we will have a special host, not Eric Taylor. Somebody else will be hosting this episode with Virginia. And many of you know who this person is and will really enjoy this guest host. I'm super excited. That's a teaser. Come check it out. That's next Wednesday, June 28th. I'm glad you like the manual sound effects, Adrian. Get that Red Bull sponsor for the Buffer Osier Flow Shed. <laughs> yeah, Monster Energy. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see. It'll be cool. Um, like I said, I'm trying to like line up some stuff for um, Black Hat and DEF CON. So 182 people in chat. If you're looking to work with me at Black Hat DEF CON, hit me up. Hit me up. I'm in a conversation with a couple different... Um, partners about doing some work at Black Hat DEF CON, but if you're interested, hit me up. My DMs are open. And if you were thinking about sponsoring the Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Brief, I don't know. Once I, I only ever want three sponsors because I feel like more than three is too much. And uh, I'm about to, I think I'm about to lock in a third sponsor for a long period of time. Starbucks would be cool. Starbucks would be a cool sponsor. All right, guys, we are at time. It is 9.15. I want to thank all of you for being here today. I hope you had a wonderful morning briefing. I actually hope, more importantly, that you have a wonderful Tuesday. If it's your end of your day, get some good rest. If it's the beginning of your day, go out and crush it, my friend. But either way... Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the community. Keep crushing it. And until next time, stay secure. We'll see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern time. All the best, everybody. Thank you. Everybody, I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts, and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content, and we'll see you in the next one. One.